Hi, I'm Stu Baca, and I'm a Gen X grown-up, and I support Gen X grown-up on Patreon, and you should too at patreon.com slash Gen X grown-up. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel, website, and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners, to this backtrack edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I'm John. Joining me, as always, is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And Mo. Hey, everybody. As you know, the backtrack is the edition where we take a single nostalgic topic we remember fondly growing up as Generation Xers and dig in deep on that. And this episode, we are talking about our favorite Gen X TV themes. And there are so many to wade through. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, Just buckle in, folks, because this is going to be a seven-hour episode. (laughs) It easily could have been. We took a page out of our own playbook when we did our favorite one-hit wonders of the 80s. 80s, where we each chose a top 10, and mm-hmm. that's what I forced everyone to do for this episode. <laughs> yeah, George, 10. Why, why are you George I'm sorry, and 10? No three what? wrapped into one. Oh, come on. That was clever. <laughs> You're just jealous you didn't think of it. Yeah, that too. Yeah, right. Right. Damn you, and I'm jealous of you, both simultaneously. <laughs> exactly. Before we get into all of the bliss that is remembering those great TV themes, it is first time to read some fourth listener email. And this episode, the fourth listener is Mike. And Mike wrote in with a subject line, movie musical backtrack. Oh, Jesus. Here we go again. (laughs) What are you complaining about, George? You know, everybody that writes in says how correct George was when he was talking about movie musicals. Yeah, but eventually, you know, it's like the roulette wheel. Red, 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 red. It's going to be black (laughs) one of these times. You can't win every time. (laughs) Mike wrote in and said, I just listened to your podcast about movie musicals of Generation X. As a band geek growing up in the 80s, most of my band friends and I would watch some of the movies you mentioned. And in my junior year of high school, I took a class titled American Movie Classics that had numerous musicals in it, regardless of anyone's arbitrary requirements. (laughs) Ouch! Ouch! That was a dig at all of us, I think. I I kind of think so. All right. Mike went to class, so he gets to say what was official. Ooh. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he says some I remember vividly were 1986's Crossroads. Oh, Ralph oh. Macchio. Ralph Macchio. Yeah. 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 He says not necessarily singing and dancing, but I don't know that I'd call that one a musical, but yeah, that had yeah. a lot of music in it. Well, again, regardless of your arbitrary requirements, George. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the course, damn it. So it counts. Yeah. Yeah. It was another one where music drove the story, kind of like your Purple Rain, right? Right. Not my Purple Rain, Moe's Purple Rain. Let's get that oh, straight. Yes. I will I will take <laughs> ownership of that. I proudly. <laughs> Annie from 1982. Oh, how? How did we miss that one? Yeah, wow. I don't know. Yeah, based on a stage production first, right? So, right. Yep. Flashdance from '83. Okay. That's, that's Eddie a and the Cruisers. That's the oh. oh, Eddie and the Cruisers. Right. Both of yeah. Them. Eddie and the Cruisers one and two, two of my favorite films from that era. <laughs> oh man. And we missed them, but they're yeah. not musicals. Remember? They're not musicals. No, they're definitely yeah. not. <laughs> yes. Or unless you want to argue with yourself, they're probably not musicals. No, no, they're right in the Purple Rain wheelhouse for sure. Yeah, they're in that same type. It drives the film, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. singing and dancing spontaneously, right? <laughs> 
and uh, and Popeye from 1980. Actually, oh, we I, didn't put no. Popeye in there. Jesus. I would say that's a musical. I would that say is that absolutely is a musical. It is. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, and so is uh, he goes on to say, "I do agree with George." A Remo whoa, Williams wait, 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 wait. backtrack. What was that? Well, read that yeah, somebody, it's, it's another agreeing with George. Yeah, they yes. just, she read that right. The hits keep on coming, don't they, oh, George? Geez. Okay, keep going. Yes. A Remo Williams backtrack should be considered, or at least movies that defined our youth as Gen Xers. I think it's that's a good point. Yeah, that is a good one. Good idea. I'm glad I made that point. That's why it was a good one. Everything's coming up, George, in this backtrack. (laughs) (laughs) So he says, so to sign off this email, a true 80s note passing tradition, forever fourth listener. And it's a number four dash ever, just like the way you wrote on your notes. Forever (laughs) fourth listener. Thanks, Mike, for agreeing with George. Yes. Yeah. I guess if it's something you got to do, you got to do. You know, for those who want to be right. (laughs) And there's those who want to go to showbiz, which is. (laughs) (laughs) We always appreciate when the fourth listener writes in like Mike did. If you would like your email read here on the show, just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. We read them all. It is time then, gentlemen, to get into our favorite Gen X TV themes right after this. We're talking about our favorite television theme songs of Generation X. And why is this so important? Because television was such a huge part of our lives growing <laughs> it, up as Generation Xers. It, it was our was babysitter. Our lives, actually. <laughs> <laughs> right. With the thing we watched when we got home from school, the thing we watched on Saturdays with cartoons or whatever. Okay. Okay. I got to throw one caveat to this, though, before we go into like top 10. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to say that this is necessarily my top 10 list, but because there's too many to choose from. I'll say oh, these yeah. are 10 that I really liked that didn't copy anything you guys already did. <laughs> That's fair. There's another caveat. We didn't duplicate each other. That's one point. I'll also say these aren't necessarily our favorite TV shows. No, no. These are our favorite theme songs from TV shows. And there might be some overlap. Yeah, of course. Yes. Absolutely. But in many cases, the show was okay, but the theme stuck with us. And just because there were so many, that's why I said we got to restrict it or we literally would be running through theme songs for seven hours. Like you said, George, <laughs> we just yeah. play them all. <laughs> just playlist. Go. Yeah, there you go. Go. <laughs> and the whole theme song thing, it's really kind of a dead art now. Like if you watch a lot of TV shows that are coming out now, the theme songs very often are not memorable at all. If they're even there, it's might be just like a couple of ominous notes you know or something like that <laughs> like all the csi ones right Blah, exactly <laughs> you know or the law and orders exactly yeah that's their theme song Da-dum. well there was a time in the 2000s when that was completely dead it was all about you know a five second little jingle and straight into the show exactly mm-hmm. there's a little resurgence of that i mean like look big bang theory that just ended great theme song by baby giants Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But if you think about it, as far as theme songs that have like even topped musical charts, really kind of the last yeah. one might be Friends, really? Yeah. After yeah, maybe that, so. I don't think there's been anything. I remember a lot of these had 45 records that you could purchase in the they store. They sure did. Yeah. And <laughs> you wanted People to liked purchase them, them because them. you wanted to sit there and just listen to that theme song over and over and over again, in some cases, almost more than what you wanted to do watching the show because you couldn't because it was appointment to. TV. You didn't have a VCR yep. in a lot of these cases. Yeah. You, couldn't, oh, you yeah. didn't have a DVR. You could 
didn't just watch the shows. So you had that theme song to listen to in your room on your little 45 record player. It was so freaking awesome. <laughs> Let's not postpone the amazing any longer. Let's get right into our list. And Mo, we're going to start with you. Okay. What is your number 10 favorite TV theme? <laughs> okay. So going into the whole thing, we said not necessarily our favorite show, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's kind of hard to explain, but the theme to Green Acres. Oh. Green Acres. <laughs> They're the place to be. And the reason why it, because the show came out like 65 or something like that. And mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I remember yeah. as a kid, like now early, so about 70s. And it was one of those TV shows that came on like in, in the mornings. Okay. It was one that like my mom would watch the Today Show or something. And then this would come on right afterwards. All right. Yeah. So the song just stuck with me as kind of remembering that whole time growing up. And so many of these too, they're kind of, they're, they're so catchy too. Yeah. It's just <laughs> it little melodic. Sure. The place to be. Ding, ding, yeah. ding, right. Well, and really cool part of it, the two main actors sang the parts of the theme song, which was yeah. pretty cool. You know, I know that that happened a lot back then, less so now, but I really enjoyed seeing the split screen with them because it was the contrast of her wanting the city and him wanting the farm life. And right. It was just a smart little theme song that stuck in your head. And yeah. a lot of these early ones, too, I love that they actually set up the premise of the entire show. You didn't know anything yeah. or see a previous you episode. Like, think of Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> What's the story? Well, he shot the got a lot of money, moved to Beverly Hills. Right. Yeah, it's, you know everything you need to know in 30 seconds and you're ready to watch the show. <laughs> George, hit us up. What is your number 10 TV theme? So I'm just going to start off like kind of mimicking it a little bit, if I will. So do 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 Inspector Gadget. That's it. That's all you need. You know right away. <laughs> yep. I'm talking about the theme from Inspector Gadget. One of the funniest cartoons on in the 80s. I watched it every day after school. And that little theme song, you know, go, Gadget, go. And he's <laughs> like, his arm is slinging around and the dog and the little his helicopter out of his and everything. Hat. Yes. Oh, it was so funny. Oh, didn't um, Don Adams, right? Was the voice? That's right. Yeah, Gets Marks yeah. Don Adams. Mm -hmm. Yep. Missed it by that much. Yeah. <laughs> but the theme song carried that all the way through. I really enjoyed it. It was a great theme song. Yeah. John, what about your number 10? My number 10 is a show that I kind of liked, but really loved the theme song. <laughs> My mind was different strokes. What might be right for you may not be right for some. What you talking about, John? I'm talking about different strokes. <laughs> With, you know what I never understood about that show? Why did they put the apostrophe in the first part? It's like they're trying to make it slang. It's not different. You know, I think it was kind they of an urban one spin on it. They did. Well, it's different. You know, it's different. Know, it's not different. Maybe the kids paid rent differently and they had to separate that out in the word. I don't know. I always thought the lyrics to this song, like the others we talked about that tell the story of the show, mm -hmm. I always thought the lyrics were just so genius. The guy is a man of means that along come to have <laughs> nothing but their genes. <laughs> right. It's just, it's a clever way to explain, oh, here's a rich guy who adopts these two kids, they're orphans. The whole lyric that says, you know, take different strokes to move the world. You know, these mm -hmm. people are very different, but they get together. And I just thought it was a clever, cleverly written lyrics for a theme song. Let me ask you, back then, I'm trying to remember, did they even do like an episode where they explain how they wound up there? Or do they just kind of... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The very first, oh, yeah, 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 ye
see that one. If you heard the theme song, you had you all know. you needed. And, right. and what a catchy little ditty. The theme song I was, was the loved. origin story every week. It sure was. Yep. This is another one of those. Mo, how about your number nine? <laughs> number nine. It's kind of on the same veins as the Green Acres one. This is the Partridge Family. Oh, good <laughs> song. Hello world, here's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. I cannot think of a more 70s sounding song. <laughs> no, <laughs> for a TV you, show. You pretty much can't. Yep. It, it just sounds like tie dye. Just, it, exactly. it sounds like a tie dye t shirt. I could picture a whole partridges coming out of the eggs and the animation. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, the little and family the of partridges. Yeah. yeah, and the school bus. Yeah. All psychedelic, very <laughs> 60s oriented. Yeah. How about you, George? Number nine. Oh, number nine. We need help. And we need help now from the A team. That's right. There's only one. <laughs> if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-Team. If you're lucky, maybe you can find the A-Team. The A-Team. Yeah, I love it. And it was that, you know, it didn't have a lot of lyrics. It just had that really cool voiced-over intro, and then it went yeah. straight into the heavy beat. It was like a military march. Almost it was a march. A it was bit, absolutely yeah. a march. Yeah, it sounded like it was military because that was their background. Right. Yep. And, you know, all the different segments that they would cut through, of that, that that was typical of any show with that era. They would show you highlights, you know, B.A. Barakas knocking two guys over and, you know, the face man, you know, smiling at the screen and the crazy guy Murdoch, he's going up in a helicopter or something. I, you know, Papard smoking on his cigar. It was an awesome <laughs> show and that theme song set it up every single week. What I always loved about that show, though, was like that, that one reoccurring thing where um, Mr. T was afraid to afraid fly. Afraid to fly. So they'd knock him out. Yeah, so they always had to knock him out. Like, yeah. trick him somehow and they always found a way to trick I thought it was a nice little hook that they always do in every episode. So, John, what was your number nine? My number Number nine was, I don't know why I loved this show. This is one that I actually really liked, and I loved the theme song. Remember the little diner called Mel's Diner in the, yeah. the series oh, Alice? Yeah, Mel's Alice. Diner. Oh, I used to watch <laughs> Alice all the time. Going through life with blinders on, it's tough to see. Kiss my grits, Kiss Mel. my grits. Kiss my grits. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even one of the main characters. I wasn't Mel or Alice, but still. It was Flo. Yeah, it was, was Flo. Yeah. That was the original Flo, not this stupid Geico Flo that we have now. No, no, no. That's not the, the Geico original Flo. Flo That's the Flo. OG Flo. <laughs> the name of the song was There's a New Girl in Town. It was actually sung by Linda Lavin, who played Alice. Oh, I didn't know she actually sang it. Interesting. It's one of those that, again, the lyrics were so great, it tells the story of how living your life with blinders on and, you know, in in between, I cook and clean, and then she's just trying to get by, and this job is just something she's doing to make ends meet. That show was one of those really neat ensemble pieces where everybody was a, kind of a very different character, and they threw them all together and mm -hmm. watching them interact. And that song, just I would that's one, like you said, George, I would listen to just the song because it made me remember the good feelings of watching the show. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that song is classic. The show is classic. I know that my kids won't appreciate it at all, but I certainly did. <laughs> She's gonna stay a while. Fun, 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 fun. How do you feel about New York City, Mr. Douglas? I hate it. Mrs. Douglas? I love New York. I'm gonna buy a farm and get away from all this. Of course you will, darling. And soon. How soon? Yesterday. <laughs> Thus begins the colorful fireworks at Not So Placid Green Acres. 
We made it through the first few. We're up to number eight. Mo, what is your number eight favorite Gen X TV theme song? So this is one where I actually, you know, I like the show and the theme song. Okay. But it was Good Times. Oh, oh Good Times. Yeah. yeah. Good times. Good times. Which is kind of just screaming good times at you over and over. <laughs> that, that was well, little snippets in between it talking about how you poor people get screwed. There was a great theme song and it was perfectly oh, it was, appropriate it was. for the show. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dynamite. Yeah, exactly. Jimmy Walker, <laughs> Esther Rowe, Janet Jackson was in it. Oh, that's right. That's right. One thing you remember because it was a show, one it was a black family, which didn't have that often on TV. Right, right, right. That was fairly groundbreaking. Not a well-off family. Right. It was also something they didn't do a lot. Right, it was realistic. Then. It wasn't the Jeffersons. It wasn't, right. Well, let's take an ethnic family and make them rich, like the Cosbys or the Jeffersons, right? It was living in the projects or not being well-off. That was neat. Yep. One thing I always liked about well, this show and a lot of the other shows is that really 99% of the show took place in their apartment. Mm, yeah. Like they, they really guess. So, go, yeah. They really rarely went, had to, and they really didn't have to because the story revolved around the home and where they lived. Right. I always just enjoyed it. George, what is your number eight? Well, I don't know how we could have a Gen X TV show theme song top 10 and not have Miami Vice with Jan oh. Hammer. I mean, yeah. This was one that I wanted on my list, but you beat me to it. <laughs> it's perfect, right? Yeah. I mean, it was awesome. It was perfect for the show, perfect for the era. It was a classic instrumental that still to this day, if you play that anywhere, everybody's going to know which show it comes from. I mean, it's it's like the epitome of like 80s sound, though. To me. It I mean, sounds it was just, neon, it was such doesn't an it? an 80s yes. Miami. I mean, it was, it was like a perfect song for that show. Absolutely. If the Partridge family sounded like tie-dye, this one sounds neon. It really, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you exactly. can hear it very I had this entire album. So there was a soundtrack CD they put out really? from uh, Miami Vice. Oh, yeah. Did Don Johnson sing mm -hmm. on it? Uh, no. no, Don Johnson did not <laughs> sing on it. That was a whole different album, and we talked about that last time. Yes, we yeah, did. Yeah, Jan Hammer had lots of instrumentals they put together that was used throughout the show in different times, and they're all, they all have this same signature Miami Vice sound. It's Yeah, he was I pretty much the resident the musician. Like, you know, now they have the guys on there that do the ominous tones and stuff. We saw that in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, oh, the guy. Yes. He had yep. that as his job. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he did for the show. Like week after week, he composed these different instrumentals for different parts of the show. And it was one of the things that made the show so popular because people would tune in, not just for Crockett and Tubbs and the drug running and the cops and the robbers the and all that stuff. boats and the bikinis and the alligators. The music, <laughs> it created the ambiance for that show and that's what people tuned in for as much as anything. Yeah, it, it was is a very much an integral part of it, not just the theme but throughout the, the yeah, show, yeah. like you're it saying. Set the, yep. It set the atmosphere for the whole show. Yeah. John, what about you for number eight? You know, Crockett and Tubbs were cops, and so I have a cop show as well, set in a <laughs> uh, police precinct, and it was the, kind of the bass riff sound of the Barney Miller theme. Oh, one of my oh. favorite shows of all time. I love that show so much, man. I did <laughs> my too. My parents it, it, were big fans of that show, so I understand why Mo is now. <laughs> oh, I knew he'd get a dig in somehow. He'd get to oh. that. Oh, <laughs> I was going to use it during Green Acres, but this felt more appropriate. It was pretty simple. I mean, it's just watching the actors, really, right? Barney Miller is such a slow burn of a show. Yeah. And the theme is like that, too. It's this 
it is. It's written by this team called Elliot and Ferguson. By the way, they also wrote the original Charlie's Angels theme. There you go. Uh, oh, I didn't wow. know that until I was okay. looking it up. And reading about the, someone made a really good analogy. They said the theme is a direct parallel to what's going to happen in this show. It has this opening bass line that's really kind of low key. Yeah. And then this trumpet kicks in and it kind of breaks loose. Bam, it's bam, hip, bam. cornball, and nostalgic at the same time, just like the Barney Miller show. It just it fits so well. Yeah, it does. That was such a great show. <laughs> <laughs> and it had a great theme. Mo, yeah, moving on to number seven. How about your number seven pick okay. for top TV theme? I got to try to see if I can do this justice here. Ready? Okay. Done. No problem. I mean, I got it from the butt of the bump, but I didn't need the whatever that smacking sound was. You got to snap your fingers. Yeah, snap Come your on. fingers, dude. Come That's on. That's how Adam's family works. It's Adam's family. I know the snapping the fingers, but that's not what that sounded like at all. That sounded something very X-rated was happening over at most What Mo's the hell? What are you, man, you're doing something wrong. Okay, that's all you got to say. No, it was just snapping fingers. Because <laughs> nothing just sounded like that that's X-rated. <laughs> so why did you pick the Adams Family? Oh, as a kid, I mean, did you know any other kid who did not know this song? No, I didn't know anybody who didn't know this song, and, kid or, or otherwise. Would make, would make fun of it, was singing on the playground, whatever. I mean, it was just a silly goofy song that totally fit the silly the goofy show. snapping the fingers in that song is exactly like the clapping hands in Tainted Love from Soft Cell. It's the you same thing, yeah, right? You, you have to. You hear the song and you know what's coming and so you yep. have to prepare yourself and get ready to snap your fingers. That's just what you have to do. Yep. Yeah, so I always blurred Adam Family and the Munsters together, but they both no, had great the theme, theme songs. No, the Adam's Family the theme song was, was way better than Munsters. Oh, it was. I'm saying I blurred the shows together. People would forget which one was which, but the theme song for the Adam's family was much more iconic yeah oh, for sure so how about you george well i think it's time for us to all travel down into our basements and head to a land called fraggle rock oh, oh of fraggle rock i love fraggle of course. an awesome theme song. I remember it was an original HBO show. So Is that where it started? Really? I don't remember that. Yes, it was an HBO show. Yeah, yeah, it was always on HBO. And you went through the little hole in the wall and then down through the pipes and then there you were in Fraggle Rock World. It's just such a great theme song and it had all the different characters throughout the entire opening credit scene. You know, the guy, the dog, the fraggles, the little builder guys and everything. The dozers. The yep. dozers, right. You know, I mean, <laughs> the trash heap. Yeah, <laughs> it was so, such a great theme song. Oh. And the Fraggles themselves were the ones singing the theme song, which made it even better. Yeah, we have a Fraggle Rock backtrack actually planned coming up later in the year. There's so much I could talk about Fraggle Rock, and this theme song <laughs> is definitely one of the topics. So good. <laughs> John, what about you for number seven? My number seven is really easy. This is a song that is called The Street Beater. You probably don't know it by the name the street beater mm -mm. it's the theme to Sanford and Son oh, oh yeah love Sanford and Son <laughs> I remember that when that show came out, my dad heard about it. He's like, Red Fox on TV? Yeah. He's on TV? Really? Is that legal? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's like, Because uh, he was not what he became on that show. That was Yeah, he was a act. very blue comic. Very he blue. had the records that you hid from your parents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a theme song that really just set the tone for the show. And for whatever reason, like the theme song, in my mind, sounded like a junkyard. Like the, the mm -hmm. Yeah, it really the did. The percussion that they were hitting on and kind of the, the harmonica was kind of greedy 
gritty and dirty. It sounded like it was perfect. I don't know how you could well, have done that. The visuals they did with it were great. I, I still to this day remember Lamont driving the truck and turning off the main street into yep, his junkyard yep, yep. during the theme song. Awesome playing. truck, though. It was. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was an awesome truck. <laughs> like a Ford 100 from 1932 yeah, or, yeah. or something like that. It was right. ridiculous. And just beat yeah. up and, yeah. Mo, time for number six. Get us started. Right. What is your pick? I'm surprised that I put this on here, not the two of you guys. Why? Because I thought for sure you would have had this on there before me. But is the theme to Star Trek, the original series. Oh. To boldly go where no man has gone before. The final frontier. I mean, come well, see, on. that's the problem that we run into with one of these <laughs> top tens. There are too many to choose from, and you end up trying to give yeah. ample time to the ones that you I think know, everybody else isn't going to pick. So I thought for sure John was going to put it. I'm sure he thought <laughs> I, I was going to put it on my it. list. And we so both like, missed we'll it. Other it. Things, and <laughs> ended up scooping it up. Yeah, but that was a great song, though. Did you know that? That song has lyrics? Yes, I did. Hmm. I knew that. You know, I didn't know they that. They did, yeah. Yep. I'm not going to sing them to you. We'll put oh, a link in the show notes, but there are <laughs> lyrics. Yeah, we'll throw them in the show notes somehow. <laughs> I learned when researching that Gene Roddenberry never meant for the lyrics to be sung. He wrote them. Oh, oh really? He wanted a co-writer credit on the music, so he wrote lyrics that he intended to never use to get a credit in the song. Wow. Except the lyrics were actually really kind of cheesy, cheesy, stupid, <laughs> dumb. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Beyond the rim of starlight my love is wandering in star flight come on yeah <laughs> that is not what yeah. star trek was about no that's narcissism at its finest just to get a credit <laughs> yeah, yeah but, it, but but the song itself amazing yes just fantastic it's been riffed upon by you know jerry goldsmith and other great composers for the films and everything just just yeah yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. right up there. <laughs> all right, all right, George, what's your number six? Well, I got two words for you. Yo, Joe! Time for G.I. <laughs> Joe. Yo, Joe! He'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe ever a better cartoon theme song than the opening to G.I. Joe. I mean, it just tells you everything. Whenever you're in trouble, trouble. G.I. Joe was there and you know, Cobra, <laughs> it goes through the whole thing. Oh, man, it is so iconic, so classic. Every afternoon after school, Saturday mornings, whenever that damn cartoon would air, I was glued to my television set, and I could not miss the theme song. If I missed the theme song to that show, I was pissed for the rest of the episode. <laughs> and knowing is half the battle. <laughs> no, knowing is half the battle. <laughs> Oh, man, John, what is yours number six? My number six might be kind of a weird pick, but it's not a specific show, but it is a TV theme. Hmm? Early on, when I, we got HBO for the first time, they used to have this opening they called the HBO feature presentation reel that, like, you'd fly down through the city. Oh. City. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then they had transition of the family. They look in their window and they're watching HBO. And there's that orchestral theme that plays. Da -da 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 -da. And there was like at the very end of the city, you would uh, swing up into the stars. Up into the, and, up into the stars yeah. and the stars all shooting into the logo for HBO and you're flying right. through the logo. Yeah. 
So uh, that was just so awesome as a theme, and it reminded me of so many great films that I saw, some of them for the first time on HBO. So that set so well with me. Did you know that was performed by a 65-piece orchestra? Jeez. Oh, wow. They were not half-stepping it, HBO. Yeah, they were, they were, wow. Of course, today yeah. it might be one guy in a synthesizer, but... <laughs> they, that's all it would take. You could do the same thing. I watched so many documentaries about the making of that and the miniaturization. Really? Well, they had their own that they played on HBO back then, like just a month or two after they did started doing that, because it wasn't the very yeah. first one they did. I know. Yeah, they had other ones. This one, though, was the best one, I always yeah, thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this yeah, is the HBO the city. feature presentation. Yeah, absolutely. We've made it halfway through our list, so that means there's only 7,000 more favorite themes to go yeah. through. But on our list, we're halfway through the list. Mo, <laughs> let's go kick us off the second side, number five. Okay, so this again falls on the shows. I don't necessarily say I enjoyed it that much or watched that much, but the theme song was awesome. Is the show is Bosom Buddies, and oh. the song was Billy Joel. Oh, Billy, it was Joel. just Billy Joel. Yeah, it was, it was Billy Joel. My life. <laughs> I don't care what you say anymore. This is my life. Go ahead. One of my favorite musicians of all time. And not a bad show. I mean, it was Tom Hanks for heaven's yeah. sakes. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was kind of a goofy premise, and it's like Superman. Like, put on his glasses, and you can't tell that he's Superman. These guys dressing in drag that no one ever realized who they were was unbelievable, but yeah. it was the only fun. place they could afford to live. I mean, come on. Right. What else are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> but it was a fun show. And yeah, yeah it, it was. Put on your bra and heels, and you're going to see Billy Joel and head into the building. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> and then try to date some of the same people they knew as women. I'm like, impossible. Right. Yeah. They'll never happen. Fun. Well, and was it one of the women, if I remember correctly, she later on became the wife of Dan Aykroyd. Oh, really? If I'm not mistaken, it's, yeah, the oh, really? blonde actress in that show, it's the same lady that I remember her from Spies Like Us, and I found out later on that she okay. was, she ended up becoming Dan Aykroyd's wife at one point. I don't know if she still is. Oh, so one of the real women, not one of the guys in drag. Exactly. No, yeah, okay. I, don't think, I don't think Dan Aykroyd married Tom Hanks, but I could <laughs> not be Not that I'm aware. No. <laughs> George, what is your number five? Well, I don't know how, again, we could have one of these lists and not have the theme song for Family Ties on it. Ah, uh, yeah. I bet we've been together for a million years. And I bet we'll be together for a million more. Family Ties, classic 80s television, Alex P. Keaton, the last little blip, sha-la-la-la, that little thing ended oh, yeah. and then went into the episode. Yep, it yep. was beautiful. Yeah, I don't know, for me, it always just was such like a popcorn song. You know, it's like, well, just sure. like, oh yeah, that's fair. But it was popcorn TV. Doesn't make it not appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Yeah, I agree. It fit perfectly. The theme song ended up doing really well in record sales, if I remember correctly, and another song later on did really well. Uh-huh. Yep. And it, I think that show epitomized 80s sitcom television. Yeah, talk about epitomizing 80s sitcom television. Let me get to my number five pick. Oh. Is WKRP oh in Cincinnati. <laughs> That's oh. a great show. Wondered whatever became of me. I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. Cincinnati WKRP. 
Now, that might even be late 70s, though, right? Was it? I, was, I think it might have been in the late 70s, but maybe it was just 80s. I'm not sure. I, don't, well, I watched it in the Whenever 80s and loved it in the 80s. It was awesome. Yeah, it was fantastic. little trivia for you. You'll remember my number one pick for one-hit wonders was Pac-Man Fever? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. The WKRP in Cincinnati theme was also produced by Buckner and Garcia. Just like go. Pac-Man Fever. Yeah. There you go. Huh. Just some pedigree. They wrote jingles before they did Pac-Man Fever, and KRP was one a jingle they produced. Wow. Nice. This is one of those that actually hit the charts. I mean, not high up, but it, it peaked at like 65, you know, in the top 100 at least. <laughs> it was a solid show, great theme song. Every part of it was perfect. And just like we've talked about many of these other ones, it fit the show. Yeah, it did. Yeah, You know, because it hit the charts, they did custom versions of this song. So whatever area you oh, ran, really? you know, at the very end, it says WKIP. So the, the, at the ending, they would do a different different little tag. They would go, you know, WDBO in Orlando or whatever they would <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they did hundreds of them for different markets that would be specifically for them. Uh, just another way to kind of peak the popularity. And it worked. It was awesome. <laughs> Mo, how about you? How about your number four top TV theme song? This had to go on the list, and that's just the theme to happy days. Yeah. Oh. We all just started singing. Different parts of it. We all started singing. Happy days. I mean, it was a 50s-sounding song with a 50s show. I mean, it was just a great song. Well, and that little record spinning in the jukebox, and then it would flip over to the different people as they smiled. I know. It told you who they were. It just felt like a sock hop, didn't it? It, Yeah, exactly. It felt just like what you expected out of a Happy Days song. It was was great. This one didn't tell the story of the show. It was really just getting nothing at all. Actually. Yeah, yeah. But again, yeah, it's one of those shows that really didn't have a plot. So yeah, it was just, what are these loony kids going to do this week? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> George, what is your number four pick? Gentlemen, you know, sometimes you take the good. Sometimes you take the bad. Sometimes you what take you, them both. What if, you, what if you take them both, George? And there you have. There you have the facts of life. <laughs> the facts of life. <laughs> What's worse, the fact that I actually know the whole all the words that (laughs) (laughs) hide your weed. Here comes Mrs. Garrett. Right. (laughs) Some really fun stuff on that show throughout the entire history. It was one of the shows that I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was one of the first appearances of George Clooney even in one of the later seasons. Yeah. They just kept on with that show, but they never changed the theme song. And the reason why. The theme song was the glue that held that show together. It was a spinoff of Different Strokes. Yeah. Oddly yep. enough, Mrs. Yep. Garrett, she was the housekeeper. She came out of Different Strokes. On Different right. Strokes. And then she went on to become the, I guess, like the lady of the house or the lady, you know. The house mother. Or or house mother. House mother. Yep. Yeah. For those yeah. girls at this show. And, you know, of course, they had the rich girl. And then they had the funny girl. And then, then you had the thug girl, the tomboy. And they had the lesbian. I mean, the the, the masculine <laughs> <girl>. <laughs> But it was a fun show. Theme song, absolutely perfect. You know, I never loved this show. It always felt yeah, like, a, like a weekly after-school special trying to teach me something. Yeah, but I 
enjoyed that. It was fun, and I liked. Did I you? could okay. watch it with my mother, which was an added bonus because you know I was into more sci-fi and beat 'em up kind of stuff that she really didn't like. But this was a show that she could get into. Yeah, we would hear that theme song, and we would both sit down. My dad would usually be <laughs> in another room because he wouldn't come near this show. <laughs> no, facts but, of life. No, <laughs> all the damn girls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this was written by Alan Thick. Really, the, the, the comic Alan? and the oh, actor. Nice. Yeah, this is actually the second one on our yeah. list. Yeah, I did mention, but uh, the different strokes theme. This was a spinoff of, really? also written by Alan Thick. He did a lot of a lot of songwriting that he doesn't get a lot of recognition for. Yeah, huh, that's okay. pretty cool. All right, John, what's your number four? Oh, my number four is an it's another one that you cannot have this list of favorite TV theme songs without having it on there. The theme has become just like a shorthand for uh oh, something weird is happening. Yeah. And that's that Twilight Zone theme. Oh. And now we're getting a resurgence of it, right? That's right. Now yeah, we're with the Jordan it Peele again, take and on it's it. being introduced to a new... You know, my son said, Dad, that's a really cool song. I wonder where they came up with that. I'm like, they didn't. Yeah, <laughs> they that didn't. was already done long It's already back in ago. the 50s. They just it rehashed done. it, added some new verb or synth to it or something like yeah. that, and it's the same thing. It's kind of like, it's kind of beatnik. It's kind of like anti-melodic. It's just, you know, the kind of bongo drums playing and... Well, it's got the spoken word element and everything, which is different for a theme song sometimes it's kind of cool oh, yeah i don't i see that's one that seems like almost like a, a theme song that's timeless like if i heard a brand mm-hmm. new show that had that theme song today i would think it's sure. still cool you know what i mean nothing's like, wrong that's with like it peg it for like a 60s or 70s you know it's just a, a good yeah, song it continues to I'll be tell you how influential that theme song is i have talked to numerous people and we talk about you know what was your favorite sci-fi anthology series right and obviously the two main ones that people talk about are twilight zone and outer limits mm-hmm. and every time somebody says the outer limits they start singing the damn twilight zone theme song because they don't realize they don't know the difference it was a completely different show and it's just that no matter what you think of one of those two shows that's the song you're thinking of nine times out of ten it's wkrp to you from me at the top of the charts and straight to your hearts babies wcco twin cities is giving you wkrp in cincinnati where the laughs are as fast as the music so tune us in you know where to find us we have almost made it through our list. Just three more to go. Nine more songs. No, I got way more than three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I do too. Yeah, I, I predict <laughs> right. a sequel to this in the future. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm already writing my fourth top ten at this point. Yeah. I've just been <laughs> writing as we've been recording. <laughs> Mo, hit us with your number three. This is one that also just nostalgia just always gets me, which is the song to all the family. Oh. Oh. Guys like us, we had it made. The the, the piano singing, you know, Mm. kind of seem driving through Queens, and and you know know. where you are. Yeah, (laughs) perfect. Good job. Yeah, that was a good one, Jordan. You should should do that one. It had absolutely nothing to do really with the show, as far as I could tell, other than kind of setting the stage. The period. No, it was them remembering their days. What was great about their childhoods growing up, but now they're older, and it was almost like they were reminiscing to set up what you were going to be reminiscing about watching them. Wow, that's deep. (laughs) (laughs) That's hmm, ponderous. And I have one. Yeah. Well, the beginning of Family Guy parodies a bit them sitting at the piano singing. Of course, then they break into a Broadway show, but that's riffing straight off of all. 
All in the Family. And yeah, All in the Family is one of those, you know, people talk about things you couldn't do today, like All in the Family or Blazing Saddles or things mm-hmm. that, right. you know, we're, we're too PC, our culture is today. It might not have aged well, but the politics have changed. But as an entertaining show and that theme song, mm, it just continues to be great today. Yeah. yeah. George, I think your number three is actually an offshoot of my show, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit of a spinoff there. That's right. It's it's time to move on up, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about the Jeffersons here. Are we going to a deluxe apartment in the sky? We should absolutely go to a deluxe apartment in the sky. Not a standard apartment. No, no, no. No, no. Deluxe. The Jeffersons need a deluxe right. apartment in the sky. And not deluxe. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> yes. This yeah. is another one. And this one, actually, all three of my family, my father, my mother, and myself, we could sit down, hear that theme song, and we would all watch this show because we loved it so much. It was such a good show. I'm sure that a large part of it was due to it being a spinoff of All in the Family, which my father was a big fan of at the time. Sure. And the theme song tells everything you need to it know. Sure it's does. one of those again where yeah. it gives you the origin story every single week. And it was so well done. Yeah, there's money in owning cleaners, apparently. <laughs> yeah, there is. In New York, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's got dirty clothes. You know what I never understood about that show, though? Is hmm. why did they never fire their maid? Well, you can't fire her. Yeah, she was always belligerent. And was a terrible <laughs> maid. Did she clean it? Really? No. Yeah. Smoke cigarettes, made fun of George. I mean, yeah, she was a horrible employee. You're right, Mo. They should have fired her pretty quickly. <laughs> but it was a great show. I loved it. Theme song classic. John, I know you've got to have a classic theme show song for number three. You know I do. And mine is a song that we're gonna make better and stronger and faster through the use of bionics. <laughs> the six million dollar man. Better. Stronger. Faster. We have the technology? <laughs> yep. We sure do. <laughs> we're going to fix his eye and his arm and both his legs. <laughs> yep. See, we're all singing it. It's just one of those you can't... I don't know. It just had that early synth keyboard kind of feel. I think everything had that kind of feel back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sure. That's how you made music back then. That was, that was the way it was done. This is both one of my favorite theme songs and it was one of my favorite shows. And so mm, oh, it's yeah. probably one of my favorite theme songs Steve because also. I love the show so much. I'm sure that plays into it. It just has a brief voiceover and then goes right into that. Uh, it almost was a corny song in the pilot. They tried to do it and then they fixed it. I was oh. like, uh, the lyrics were like, had lyrics. No, like he's no, the man. No, no, no. Like the Buck Rogers movie thing that they did where yes, they had right, lyrics right, right. with that and then they cut all that crap out because it was awful. Right. It was stuff like catch him if you can, beat him if you can, love him if you can. Like, okay. come on. How would that have ruined the Disney Dollar Man theme? No. I I still remember just the beginning was like, you know, you hear like the control tower and and just like the Yep. (laughs) They seem crash, which you're like, ah. So good. Oh, Mo. We're getting down to it. We're in the top two. Yeah. What is your number two for this list? For this, this first list, pass. For this list. list. Yeah. <laughs> this is another show that we watch all the time, which is Welcome Back, Cotter. Oh. oh. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the name's 
Gabe Kaplan, John Travolta. John Travolta. Yo, Sweat Hogs. The Sweat Hogs. Horseshack. Horseshack. Mr. Cotter. Mr. Cotter. Mr. Cotter. But that's also one of the songs I think that actually was it was like a moderate hit as well. Sure. Yeah. It was on the charts for a little bit. Right. The song was just called Welcome Back. Yep. Right. I don't even know who sang it, but it was awesome. I loved it. This was one of those shows where the kids were way too old to be high school kids, but too old. You, you just pretended it was okay. Yeah. They were too old to be to college students. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. So Gabe Kaplan was an established actor, but this just launched John Travolta into a huge stardom. Well, I mean, he came oh, out yeah. of this into Saturday Night Fever and like, a huge career before he died there. and then it came back. <laughs> that was a great one. So, okay, George, what do you got to top that at number two? Well, I don't know if it's going to top it for at least the rest of our listening audience, but it does for me. And that's only because it was another one of those shows where my family and I sat down and watched it every week. And its theme song hit really big, I believe, on the country charts. And it was by Waylon Jennings. And that's the Dukes of oh, Hazzard. Just a good yes. old boy. Good old boys. Just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw. Been in trouble with the that was a great song, making their way the only way they know how. That's just a little bit more than the law will allow. But that's okay. Just a little. Yeah. You know, they're just some good old boys, and they're just trying to survive. And, you know, Boss Hog and yeah. all those guys are trying to screw with them, and they've got the General Lee. Thank God it's the fastest car in the county. And, hey, I mean, I totally did not watch it for Catherine Buck. No, nobody did. No, no. that show for the Daisy Dukes? I mean, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> She initiated right. an the entire fashion trend. The pants were named after trend. her. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not after her, but after the character. That's how iconic yes. the show Daisy Dukes. and the theme song was. I mean, when I was in the 70s, my parents, they would control the radio in the car, so we only listened to country music because that's what my parents were into. <laughs> that's what and you did. And Waylon Jennings was one of those guys who's an iconic country artist at that time. He was awesome. He was kind of that rebel country feel oh, thing. Yeah. yeah, he was in that kind of the horseman kind of gang yeah. of yeah, uh, yeah, you know, you might expect him with artist. Johnny Cash a little bit, mm-hmm. and some of those guys. You know, you might expect to see him. I think he even went to prison, so they did it just if he didn't, as they he played have. it every week. Well, <laughs> not for the theme song, though. I think no, the theme song no, was the theme good. song, he gets awards, right. <laughs> John, what about your number two before we get into our top songs? Yeah, so my number two is also right up there with my favorite shows, but it's an amazing theme song. Boom, boom, boom. Ooh, ah, boom, boom. What about Underdog? Oh. <laughs> Yeah. When criminals in this world appear and break the laws that they should fear and frighten all who see or hear, the cry goes up both far and near for underdog. Almost rap? It is a fast, fast speaking. I can't sing it even. You know, citizens in the world is fearful. I can't do it. I can't do it. But it's, it tells the story of this superhero dog. It never hit the charts, never hit anything, but it was one that I remember recording off the TV so I could listen to on my own, when, you know, on my little boom box in my room. And when right. Underdog wasn't on, oh, love me some Underdog theme song. Yeah, Underdog was great. I mean, it was another classic cartoon. We loved it. Theme song let you know that you were in for a treat for at least, what was it, a 20 minute show, 24 yeah. minute show, something yep. like that. All right, we've made it. 
it. We're on our number one oh, top boy. Gen X TV theme songs. Mo, this is tough. Kick us off. Right. And again, let's premise this. It doesn't mean it's our absolute favorite, but it's our favorite for this list. The best we could do. There's so You're many just more trying great to ones. mitigate the emails that are going to come. Co- the emails are coming. In. I know the they're coming. How could you have left I have to say, though, this one, my number one, would probably be my number one for most lists or be very, very, very okay. close. So this okay. might be your number one. All right. This All right. might be All right. my number one. Now, it has a very uplifting title to the song, which is Suicide is Painless. Oh. Uh, it's the theme song. Yeah. I know it's the theme yeah. song, the yep. MASH. Yeah. MASH. Not many people know it as that title because no. it was only ever done two. in the film, not in the TV series, right? right yeah. The TV just series instrumental spoken the TV show. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like you just hear it and I'm watching the show again. It's like I just, it's just, so, they tie so close together for me. Mm. For me, it never seemed like the instrumental felt like a war kind of piece. No. But somehow it fit. It was almost a juxtaposition right. of this kind of sure. vaguely minor key, upbeat, little melodic well, thing. Especially those last few notes. That dun 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 you know, I yeah, mean, it's just, it's that so does happy. not fit the Korean War at right, all. Right, right. But the two of them together were kind of like mm-hmm. played against each other, and it and it yeah. worked. You're right. It's like you're watching the show again. Yeah. It'd be you. I mean, hearing the song and you watching that with military jeeps and helicopters bringing in mm-hmm. wounded and all that, but it all yeah. fit somehow, which is weird. You knew it wasn't the kind of helicopters like it was that bubble helicopter that just had yep. like yeah. the little tracks grid on the tail and everything. Yeah. And I the stretcher is strapped to the, tra- yeah, the treads. To the yeah. Skids, yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Well, all right, George. Time for you. Your number Uh-oh. one pick. Make it good. Where are we at? I don't know. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. So I'm going to say this. I've looked at a lot of these top 10 lists online, as most of us did, I'm sure, preparing for this episode. And this one was number one on more lists than I was able to count. And that's the theme song to Cheers. Oh, yeah. Everybody oh, knows your name. Yeah. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. That's probably from our generation, from that era, from the 80s. That may be the number one theme song. Not that there aren't ones that I enjoyed more, but that's probably the one that more people know and could sing off the top of their head. If all you say is (laughs) cheers, they know at least half that theme song. Yeah. Plus, it was a great freaking show (laughs) on top of that. I'll say that it was a great show for the first season or two, and then when they did the whole Sam and Diane getting together thing, it really went off the rails. They jumped the shark for sure, and they tried to bring in Kirstie Alley to replace and have that same thing again, and it was never quite the same. I still like Willie Harrelson's in it. I mean, come on. Woody Harrelson's great in it. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, I still love Coach. Yeah. Hate that we lost him. I think he would have done wonderfully for the next couple of seasons in that series, but. Well, he got Frazier out of that. Another great series. Yeah. Came straight he out, got of Frazier out of Cheers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Kelsey Grammer, that really launched his career, but the theme song still to this day, Everybody Knows Your Name. Dun, 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 dun. And, yep. you know, yeah. everybody knows that theme song. I don't know. John, you're going to have a hard time with your number one topping that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I say almost impossible. Yeah. These are both spectacular picks. I don't know what you're going to do, dude. I will tell you. So mine is another one of my all-time favorite shows. Not a good show. Not well-written, but one of my all-time favorite shows. Believe it or not, The Greatest American Hero.
there. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, you win. God damn it. Yeah, I had that 45. I sang that damn song a million times in my bedroom as a kid oh. with the little hairbrush microphone. Damn it. <laughs> okay, here's a question. Was that song written for that show or was it something they adopted for the show? You know, I'm not sure if it was written specifically for the show or not. I mean, it was sung by Joey Scarberry, and he put out a lot of stuff in the 80s, so it could have been coincidentally, but, you know, it fits too well. I'm going to guess that it was probably inspired by or created for the show. You know, believe it or not, I'm walking on air. You know, he's flying. Never he's trying to learn how to fly. So free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, not free. Free he he. Free he. Get it right. <laughs> That's a whole different kind of free. And we talked about the charts. This one hit number two on the charts. Really? Almost Man. hit number one. Yeah. Well, I don't doubt it. I mean, like I said, I had the 45, you know, and I would play it on my little record player in my room like 20 million times. So. Believe it or not. You'll line up the road in the General Lee and Swift Pursuit. You can guarantee our Roscoe and Bossard like the trail. If they get you, you know, they'll toss you in jail. So if you want to fly and do stunts like real with cars that got the look and the recent feel, you can do hazard racing sets, which from ID. Yahoo! If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know, so if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us, they'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show, so hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy, plus you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. All good choices for our number ones, man. This yeah. I so smell a sequel to this coming up That's in the future. That's a three-way tie for number ones. All three <laughs> of those are top-notch. Those are so yeah. good, yep. Yeah, I have a hard time saying any of those three are We're going to have a lot of people writing in about stuff we left off the list. Yeah. I don't know that too many people are going to argue with our number one choices. Argue about what our top was. I hope not. I dare them to. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> I love these top 10 countdown episodes of the Backtracks and this one is maybe the hardest one to put together because there are just so many. I mean, One Hit Wonders was tough but man, this one, I we were talking earlier like we could do one just about cartoon themes. We could do one just about sitcoms. It would be so easy. Yeah, Can it you imagine be. if we did just one top 10 list for the episode, not three top 10 lists. Oh, there'd be too much fighting. fighting yeah. It's take us, so much take us, fighting. Take us so much fighting. <laughs> yeah. How could you not put that one on the list? Yeah, it's too <laughs> tough. Gentlemen, I had a hell of a good time running through these with you. Before we leave, we have got to take a moment here to thank all of the fantastic yeah. folks who support us over on Patreon. Yes, thank you. These are folks who take just a few bucks out of their wallet every single month to support us financially. I'm talking about you, Chad, Mike, Thomas, Levi, Agile, Slowmo, Dana, Stubaka, Stian, Will, Greg, Marcus, T2, and Corey, every one of them believe in what we do and they help us get done what we do on the podcast, on the YouTube channel, on the website. If you want to join this group, head over to patreon.com slash genxgrownup and you can see all the details. Oh, we will be back in two weeks with another backtrack, but next week with the regular episode of the show. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for composing that top 10 and being here with us. Yes, sir. Mo, thanks for your list. Appreciate you. Oh man, it was fun. And fourth listener, I know we're going to hear from you and we appreciate you most of all. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? 
Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. We're also an affiliate of the Geeks Worldwide Radio Network. You can check them out at the GWW.com. Okay, so doing Mo first this time. Yeah, all the way through. Do Mo George me, Mo George me. All right. John always gets to be last, fucker. Oh, I'm the host. I'm I'm introducing. I wouldn't go before you guys. You just want to make sure you get the last word, asshole. (laughs) When have I ever gotten the last word? (laughs) (laughs) Is is that that a real question or is that... Okay, here's a question. Was that song written for that show or was this, was it something they adopted for the show? It was adopted for the show. Okay, yeah. okay. okay. It was a re- initially written for the show. It was adopted for the show. I'm going to say that and then to see if I'm a fucking liar, but that's what I, that's what I think. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I even think I read that recently even because I was looking it up. Believe it or not. Because uh, I'm going to answer your... hate. We ask these questions that we that we don't know we're going to ask each other. Right, yeah. It's like we're, we're not prepared for it. It's like on the comic book show, John asked me a question. I'm like, I don't know that yet. You need to tell me ahead of time you're going to slap me with that. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, We explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.